This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Brewers reporter Adam McKelvey joins us this week here on Monday, March 14th, but not before some uh, some anxious moments, uh, Adam. We had a hard time getting a hold of you and getting uh, connected here. Was that a, a phone problem on your end or our end, or what, what was going on there? Well, I always blame Danny Wexelman, our fine coordinator of these beautiful podcasts. And Danny is going to love me telling this story, but she doesn't know her way around Manhattan where she lives. So it doesn't surprise me that she doesn't know her way around a telephone line. Now, I, I have to have you elaborate on uh, how she does not know the geography of her own uh, home city. <laughs> really? What, what are we talk talking about, about here? on the podcast? This is great. <laughs> well, we walked in the World Series. We walked out of an uh, important company meeting at, uh, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And we, being the young gentleman that several of us are, we decided to walk Danny back to her apartment, which we were promised was just two blocks away. And of course. After walking for about a half hour, we, you know, Sort of started to ask some questions, and we we found out that we'd walked the wrong direction the whole the whole time. Oh, geez! So we solved the problem by having pierogies, and um, you know, then of course being up at the crack of dawn to do our jobs faithfully and dutifully. And of course, what problem does pierogies not fix? First of all, exactly. I'm really excited that we got to talk about that on the podcast. I feel like we've broken down a wall here. I do too. I think this is a new frontier we're we're venturing down. And uh, anytime we can get our, our podcast princess, Danny Wexelman, uh, into the, the content, uh, it's, it's a good day for me. So That is outstanding. <laughs> well, Adam, uh, to, to get back uh, to the topic at hand now that we've thoroughly humiliated Danny, but we do it out of love, do we not? Of course. Definitely. Of course. Of course. Let's talk some, uh, some Brewers baseball. And Adam, I can't think of a better place to start. Than what happened the other day with uh, Jacob Nottingham, the I believe yeah. the youngest player uh, in camp right now, uh, 20 years of age, a youngster, of course. And the poor guy just taking BP, hits a home run, feeling all good about himself. And not only does he smash a car window, he smashes his own car window. Yes, he did. Uh, Mr. Nottingham did. Is that the first time you've observed something like that happening in your years covering spring training? No, definitely not. Where they take the, a lot of their BPs, I, I never have quite understood this. But there's um, the the parking lot for players and some staff is right over the wall, and it's really high. They have like a net that extends, gosh, sixty feet in the air or something like that. You really got to crush one to get it over. But it looks like he did, and yes, he did hit his own car, cracked a window. Uh, I think that's totally worth it if you're going to smash a window, you know. These guys get good uh, big league camp meal money, so he can get that fixed for a couple hundred bucks, and he has a great photograph and a great story to tell. This guy takes impressive BP, by the way, and it's he looks like a, a very advanced hitter for 20s, just going on 21 years old. Uh, he was extremely impressive in camp. 
the question with him is because he's such a big dude, was is he going to be able to stick at catcher? We had a chat with Craig Council about that the other day. He says there's no doubt from what this kid showed in camp, the acumen, the athleticism, the, the moves behind the plate, that they're going to continue to develop him as a catcher. And it's not totally unprecedented for a big guy to be. You know, Buster Posey's a big guy, for example. There are bigger catchers, uh, larger frame guys, and they're going to continue to develop him that way. And, you know, he's got, yes, he'll, he had to have that windshield fixed, but he's got a great story to tell. And a great article on uh, MLB.com, of course. Uh, Jacob Nottingham, like you said, it's you know it's going to be a hundred, couple hundred dollars to to fix that thing, but that's worth it for the story you've got to tell and for the article up on the website. It's it's uh, all good. So well done, Jacob Nottingham. And Adam, switching gears now, let's talk about uh, some pitching and in particular uh, Taylor Young and the big fella got the start Saturday, struck out to four. Uh, three hitless innings looked really good, and this came after walking the first batter he faced on four straight pitches or really straightened himself out from there. And uh, just give us your overall assessment of a guy that could find himself at the top of this rotation uh, come the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, he'll be somewhere in the middle probably, but that gets jumbled with with off days and things. It, it You know, the first five don't stay in that order for very long. He's a guy who is going into his first full season in the big leagues. He has his spot field coming into camp, which is a change from past uh, big league spring trainings. He's uh, working hard this spring to add a change-up to his arsenal, um, or at least refining that pitch. It's a pitch uh, sort of like Jimmy Nelson, another right-hander on the team, that they've used before, uh, even used in the minor leagues to you know some extent, and then got away from it in the big leagues because you get up and you're just trying to you know gut through outings, basically. So he wants to now pitch a little bit more, and that means adding that changeup. So, uh, you know, he's a, a, an interesting guy. He, he took kind of a slow path through the minor leagues but had tremendous success when he came up to the big leagues last year. He's got kind of a funky cross-body delivery and uh, a guy that has a chance to be a good, solid, middle-of-the-rotation type starter. I think the, the, the interesting thing for this Brewers team is they have, uh, they feel like some good depth of starting pitching, and they're talking about this not as a five-man rotation, but really as at least eight. And you look around Major League Baseball; every team in baseball last year used at least eight starting pitchers. Um, so that's the way they're viewing it going into the year. So Youngman is part of that first five, but then there are a couple guys kind of beyond the first five. Zach Davies is one. Jorge Lopez. Their top pitching prospect is one that they feel like they're also going to rely on this year, and they hope that as the season goes on, a player or two from this group can kind of take a big step forward and surprise a little bit. And I think Taylor Youngman, given the fact that it's his first full big league season, he certainly fits the mold of a guy who could take that step forward, and they, they definitely hope he does. And, Adam, like I said, uh, Youngman, just, just a, a big, strong dude. Uh, does his physique and his build remind you of anybody, not necessarily that you've covered – or anybody with the Brewers, but just anyone around baseball in particular that he maybe might remind you of? Well, I don't, I don't know that he has a great comp because he's got that cross body. The Brewers had a pitching prospect years ago, Mark Rogers, who was a kid out of Maine. He all, you know, great pitching frame, um, great arm, mid-90s stuff, probably threw harder than Taylor Youngman. But he threw across his body, and they worked with him to try to alter that because they thought that – that kind of funky delivery could lead to injury issues as they move forward. And in the process of trying to change his delivery, they created some injury issues. And he uh, had some shoulder problems. He got right to the cusp of the big leagues, 
but never really broke through for a long period of time. And um, I, I don't know that he's in baseball anymore now. So with Taylor Youngman, they're kind of letting him go. He's not had issues with it. Um, he has he wears some uh, protective footwear he was showing me to help with kind of the rub on his foot that's a little bit different than other pitchers but they feel like you know this isn't a problem let's let him let's let him be himself throw the way he throws and and it's hard on hitters because for the right-handers it it kind of feels like it's coming from behind them um because of the way he steps sort of toward the third base side of the pitcher's mound and when you when you watch him pitch he creates this landing spot that's completely different from the opposing pitcher and it's always interesting to you can see visually on the mound just how far off his landing spot is from the other guy and it, it it's really um part of what makes him difficult to hit yeah it's funny there there are just some guys that you know you see them whether they're they're pitching or hitting or throwing they kind of have a funky motion it's like you know jim furick swinging a golf club it just it doesn't look right it doesn't look like that would produce any kind of success but for certain people, it just works for them, and maybe Taylor Youngman is one of those guys that he doesn't have that that picturesque delivery or motion on the mound, but like you said, effective is effective, and you don't want to tinker with something that doesn't need tinkering, and uh, we'll see what happens, but Youngman's certainly one of the more intriguing uh, players and stories in Brewers camp right now. Uh, switching gears a little bit, Adam, want to talk about Will Middlebrooks a little bit. So, you know, a couple years ago, as a rookie with the Red Sox in a 2012, he looked like he was going to hold down that position for the next 10 years. And uh, after a great rookie season, really fell off the map. He lost his uh, job in the World Series to some guy named Xander Bogarts, and Xander's still there, and Middlebrooks is not. So uh, the team giving him a shot at uh, first base now, how likely is it that he could stick there? How likely is it that he's going to see himself on the 25-man roster uh, come opening day? Well, he certainly is in the mix for a roster spot. It's going to be as a bench job, most likely. The Brewers plan to go with Aaron Hill at the start of the season at third base. Uh, he is a trade candidate if he can have a bounce-back type season offensively. So there would be opportunity down the stretch if that happens. And then they're looking for a backup first baseman to Chris Carter, who they signed in free agency, the former Astro, power-hitting right-handed hitter. So Middlebrooks is one of the guys with another Red Sox prospect, Garen Cicchini, who's kind of in the mix for that backup third base, first base position. And that's why they wanted to see what he can do at first base. And, and look, he fits along with a number of other players that are in this Brewers camp that are former top prospects that were, you know, didn't have success, got boxed out uh, in other places, and the Brewers picked him up as part of this rebuild, and they're hoping to catch you know, lightning in a bottle with one or two of them. And, you know, Cicchini is another one, former top 100 prospect, in all of baseball. They have an outfielder, Reimer Liriano, former top 100 prospect. Uh, Keon Broxton, an outfielder who was blocked by Andrew McCutcheon in Pittsburgh, who the Brewers picked up in a trade. And you sort of go up and down the roster, and there are players like this all over the place. It's kind of the land of opportunity right now in Milwaukee. And, you know, look, realistically, a, a lot of these players are just, they're not going to magically find what had been missing other places. But if it happens for one or two, you've got something because these are controllable talents that are you know that's not guys on the cusp of free agency it's guys who have uh the, the uh, low enough service time that the brewers could control their rights for a couple of years so that's why they're willing to take this opportunity in camp to take a look and middlebrooks is an interesting guy because all that has been said total unproven commodity in the big leagues and they have another guy kirk newenheis in the outfield who's the same way he's certainly no veteran but when you watch them in this brewers clubhouse they act like veterans because the rest of the clubhouse is so young, 
so inexperienced, so many guys with zero big league time that, you know, a guy like Will Middlebrooks becomes a vet. And it's a very strange situation, I think, for both of those guys in that they're fighting for roster spots. They are not known commodities themselves at all. And yet they're kind of taking players under their wings. And, and Middlebrooks has done that. He said Britt Phillips and a couple of other the young guys live near him down here uh, in spring training, and he'll give them rides places that they needed, help them out with different things, answer questions they've got. So he's, kind of, he's in this weird veteran yet not veteran role and all the while sort of fighting for his baseball life. Yeah, very interesting dynamic. And I want to throw in here that before you feel too bad for Will Middlebrooks uh, that he might or might not make a roster spot on this team, he did marry Jenny Dell on Valentine's Day. And for <laughs> yeah. those that don't know, Jenny Dell was the former Red Sox reporter. Uh, that's how they met. She now works for a CBS covering football, among other sports. And uh, like I said, you know, you shouldn't feel too bad for the guy. <laughs> so off, no, life is pretty good. Yeah, life is off pretty the field, good life is pretty guys. good. But, and but if look, he can duplicate that you know, success on the field, uh, more power to him. We'll see what happens with Will, uh, Will Middlebrooks here in 2016. Uh, Adam, you brought up Brett Phillips, and we had a lengthy discussion about him in last week's podcast. Of course, uh, the laugh heard around the world, but uh, <laughs> not even he is finding much humor right now in his strained oblique, which he might have he might have strained it laughing. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody hasn't brought that up yet, but it sidelined him for a couple of weeks now. What is his uh, progression thus far? Uh, better to the point where he's, you know, right at the cusp of playing in games. Unfortunately for him, those games will be in minor league camp because he was among the prospects that were cut from big league camp today. It was a perfect day to do it because the Brewers have a team off day tomorrow. It's getting to the point where pitchers' innings are increasing Players are starting to go deeper into games, and they need to start getting serious about making roster evaluations. And Brett Phillips was not going to make this big league roster. He, you know, it was double A last year. He'll be uh, probably a triple A, perhaps start again at double A, but but make it to triple A somewhere this season, and then become an option for the Brewers. You know, maybe late this year, perhaps more likely 2017, where he is expected to be you know, take over in center field and be this team's center fielder of the future. So it's, it was unfortunate for him that that injury happened. He says it happened in a throwing drill. It had nothing to do with the laughing, according to Brett Phillips. But it was, it was ill-timed because it was an opportunity for him to show Craig Council and the coaches that, look, it's not just a big personality. It's that he's a big talent as well. But, I, you know, Craig Council made it really clear every time we asked about Brett Phillips that, he doesn't care about seeing him in, in big league games right now. They want to get him healthy for the season. The six months of the baseball season were way more important than getting a handful of at-bats in front of some big league coaches now. They are confident in his ability. They'll get great reports from that minor league uh, system. As Rick Sweet is a manager at AAA, a great guy, great old-time baseball guy. So they'll know what Brett Phillips can do uh, on the field if, if he performs well. Um, but just for the kid, you felt for him. He really wanted to play. The injury came up right as games were starting. Uh, kind of a bad break for the kid. Yeah, definitely. And like you said last week, uh, just to picture him at the plate and, and picturing catchers uh, trying to, you know, do those, those Will Smith mom jokes to make him laugh. Yeah. That alone is worth the price of admission. So for that reason and for many others like you just elaborated on, Brett Phillips, uh, get well soon. Hopefully see him back on the field before long. Uh, Adam, as we begin to wrap up here, you had a terrific article on Brewers.com and, of course, MLB.com about the team's uh, top or one of their top pitching prospects, Jorge Lopez. He has a nearly uh, three-year-old son 
who's battled numerous health issues pretty much since birth, and just recently his son was able to watch him pitch. Uh, kind of elaborate on that, on the, the journey and the struggles of both uh, Jorge and his son. It's, it's a fantastic read, and it's just a reminder that, you know what, these guys, as we've said time and again, they're not robots, they're human beings, they have lives and wives and children, and this all kind of tied together in this article. Yeah, and it's, a, it's just a terrific story because the kid, Jorge Lopez, is such a good kid himself. And a high school draft pick out of Puerto Rico, you know, language barrier as he comes to the U.S., the, the struggles that any player has, just being, being a, a prospect in itself is really difficult. It's really hard to get to the cusp and get to the major leagues. And on top of that, he has a son as a very young man that has, you know, pretty serious medical issues, basically had been in a hospital his entire life with a mysterious illness that they could not find answers to. They finally found uh, uh, some success in treatment. They got to the point where the son, his name is Mikhail, was able to be released from a hospital in Cincinnati right before spring training. He traveled with Dad. They're able to stay together. And it's the first time in a really good pitching prospect's baseball life, professional life, that he's able to have a normal family existence. He's able to go home at the end of the day, uh, have dinner with his family, watch television with his boy, put his boy to sleep, and he has a great sense of peace about him, and he says it's helped him on the, on the mound. So a, great, a really great story. Uh, he will probably begin at AAA, but, but as we talked about at the top, you know, he's in that first wave of guys should they need help. He had a great debut in September last year, a couple of outings that prove that he belongs, that he's right there talent-wise at the major league level. And, um, you know, his family life sort of has a level of peace to it right now that, that he hopes will allow him to have even better success this coming season. Yeah, it's, it's a great read, a, a great tale, and I encourage anybody that has yet to read it to read it on Brewers.com uh, by our guy here, Mr. Adam McCalvey. So, Adam, on behalf of myself, and our geographically uh, challenged podcast princess, Danny Wexelman, I would like to thank you for taking the time this week to talk Brewers baseball with us. Uh, we appreciate the entertaining story. We'll do it again next week. Sound good? Yeah, well, if Danny still calls me. I mean, I might, right. be, out, I might be off the list here. You might be talking to someone else. That's true. This could be our last go-around because we don't <laughs> know how vindictive Danny will get. But time will tell. Hopefully, things will be okay. Adam, thank you so much. Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.